Superman. Black Adam. Your owner's a hero too? Anti-hero. It's basically exactly like a regular hero, except way cooler. You make up your own rules, and then you break them. Also, you can ignore most moral and ethical conventions because no one can stop you. Yeah, that sounds a lot like a villain. Anti-hero. If he's anti-hero, then isn't he a villain? Admit he's an anti-hero or Black Adam will destroy you. Very villain thing to do. It's a fine line. Not gonna lie. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Good evening, boils and ghouls, nerds and freaks, circus nope. geeks, getting freaky in the sheets. <laughs> Welcome. This is <laughs> the comic book bullies. This is Eli, aka Pumpkin Spice Muffin. And I'm joined with my co-host. This is Leroy, aka African American Adam. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're back with another episode. I guess you're gonna jump into it. Uh we actually got a packed full show for this one, but we're just gonna just cut all the meat to get right into it. But we do have to make some some adjustments. Well, we do have this is time of the year, Eli. Yeah. I forgot to put this in the notes earlier, but this time of the year, it's like the week before Halloween. You know, we always do before Halloween. Oh, yes, we yes. got to do our due diligence. We got to do our due diligence because if we don't. Our PSA, our public service our We do it every year. Nobody ever <laughs> listens to us. But if it, if you mess up, it's not on us. Mm-hmm. So when people don't know what we're talking about, every year we do, we always say a do's and don'ts for your Halloween costumes. I know Halloween co- parties are going to be this weekend. Uh, you're going to get drunk. You're going to have fun, blah, 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 stuff like that. So we're just letting you know what not to do from our side of the of the uh culture in, in america so the bipoc off, perspective the, the bipoc perspective that's a new word we're gonna wear it out so yeah <laughs> so i guess i'll start with my side of the bible and for people don't know what bipoc mean it doesn't mean any freaky shit i don't know what you're thinking it's <laughs> black indigenous people of color <laughs> we are uh, not new, using pronouns the, the new internet internet terms <laughs> no it'll be dead by next year so it doesn't really matter so. <laughs> actually that's term isn't accurate it's not it, it it's not inclusive to right yeah they'll find now, now we're going to get offended when we say by pocket <laughs> yeah shit, you're going to be yeah. canceled when you say it <laughs> next <laughs> year <laughs> so yeah so let me just start on my part like i said i always say if you want to dress up as a black character black superhero chef whatever you can do it however do not wear black face <laughs> don't paint your face you want to dress up as a character do that uh as far as an afro if the character has an afro with it like you want to dress with black light and the black vulcan every, every years before i was kind of iffy on it i would like use adjustment i must say no this year just don't do it just don't even cross that line unless you're gomer if you're gomer <laughs> you can do it he is the only person that can get away with it that is it because his shit blow out net, uh, better than mine, so he can do it. You know, he's got that soul glow. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> make me jealous and shit. I get, I get insecure when Goma comes around. 
All right. So, so, all right. It's your turn. Yeah. And don't dress up as a native. Don't dress up, dress up as an Indian. Don't dress up as a Pocahati or, uh, you know, the, the hottie squaw or whatever these stupid, you know, um, you know, clown Indian suits they have for, for, uh, Halloween. Just don't do it. Yeah. I know you think you, you might think it's cool. It's not, you know, just ask yourself, are you going to go, would you go to the res trick or treating in that costume? If the answer is no, then don't do it. You know, unless you're Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, especially this year's, I mean, I've already seen it. You know, we've, we've had conversations about it. Prey, Prey was a big hit this year. People, it, it, it was a universally loved and hated flick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the character of Nauru, she's like an action star, like the first native American action hero, you know, besides Jason Momoa and Aquaman. But that don't count. But yeah. I'll, I digress. But yeah, I mean, but there's that conversation that's sprouted up. Like, can people, can non-native people dress up as Nauru? And the answer is no. <laughs> so no, no gray area with that. Just like no, no. Just, I, I'm, just... I'm claiming it now. Dressing up that that this is dressing up as natives. That's like our N word. We're only us. We're the only ones who can do it. <laughs> <laughs> off limits to everybody else yeah <laughs> including gomer don't do it <laughs> gomer you could dress up as luke cage don't dress but as naru <laughs> so, yeah. uh that being said uh this had nothing to do with race or anything like that but as far as like halloween costumes like do's and don'ts do not do not dress up as jeffrey dahmer this year then don't dress your kids up as jeffrey dahmer. i promise you if i see your kids dressed up as jeffrey dahmer while they're trick-or-treating and they knock on my door, I'm beating their ass. And I'm not talking about a belt. I'm talking about hands. Don't dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it's, it's funny that, uh, that 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 motherfucker is a rock star again. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing. Don't don't we do that? Don't we fetishize serial killers? Oh, Just yeah. like Ted Bundy in the 80s, every heartthrob was playing him. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's what we do. So Yeah. I guess. All right. So, like I said, we're going to get into the podcast. We're just going to jump into it. Yes, you see the banner of Black Adam. We are going to do a Black Adam review. We're going to do a full spoiler review. I may even give you like a quick tutorial comic book history on Black Adam. I'm going to just speed through it real quick. But we know the rules. We set rules for the month of October. Eli starts it, and he starts off with a horror show. So, horror first, comic book shit bullshit second. That's what we got. So, Oh, uh, well, what, what you got? Now, my, I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, my, I'll no. do my best Elvira impression. Please don't take your shirt off, <laughs> <laughs> so I lose all our listeners. <laughs> all right, so what, what, what you got? Because, like I said, I've never heard of this movie that you oh, that you about I saw watch. a movie, I saw Terrifier 2. So, Terrifier 2, um, it's a sequel to Terrifier 1. <laughs> I've never heard of Terrifier one. I'm like, is okay. it like Street Fighter two when nobody played one? Yeah. Or something? So Terrifier is, uh, you know, it's about Art the Clown. This, this, it's, it's a very low budget slasher flick. Um, I think it was crowdfunded the first one, and it's it, it features this slasher villain named Art the Clown. He's a clown that just basically goes around killing people, you know. And the first one was very, it was only, it was like, I think it was like maybe 80 minutes long, very short, very bare bones, minimal story, and just featured a lot of gore, over the top gore. 
um, kind of made of a kind of made a cult status in the in the in the horror community. Well, they made a sequel to it. And when, it when, is, when did the movie come out? Are the first one? Yeah, like I don't know, twenty mid 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 twenty teens or whatever, two thousand. Okay, so not 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 too far yeah. away. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, these are low budget movies that are you know the guy they they're indie 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 horror, no studio backing, so they do it themselves. And it probably takes time for them to, you know, get this done. Um, this new one has been making waves. It had a keep, limited. Keep talking. I'll, I'll be. I'll be right back. Keep talking. Okay. This one has been making waves. It has. Um, it was had a limited theatrical release, but because of fan demand, they keep expanding the theatrical run. It's like I think it was only supposed to have like a two week run. We're going on almost a month now. It was released at the beginning of the month, and back, it keeps, but by word of mouth and backed by popular demand, the movie keeps extending its theatrical run because people are talking about it. People are still going out and seeing it, and it's making a pretty hefty profit for what it was, for for what it for for its budget. You know, this ain't no billion dollar Disney movie. It's not making those numbers, but for an indie horror movie. It's making it's making a profit. It's making waves. So um, just just going to show you that horror the horror genre is not dead, especially at the box office. Um, and one of the things about this movie is the hype. People are hyping this up that, that this is one, one, the grossest movie ever made. They they were handing out barf bags at the theater. There's been reports of people passing out. Well, was this this the movie you were talking about last week? Maybe was I talking about it last week? You were saying some movie that people were like getting wheezy and couldn't walk into. I, probably, I can't remember. Probably, yeah. Okay. That that's been reports. There's been reports of yeah, people passing out. You know, ambulances being ambulances being called to the theaters because people are you know, fainting in the theater and shit and having seizures or whatever. All these reports, you know, hyping it up. And I got the chance to see this, and I got to say, the hype is real. This okay. is a brutal, gory movie. <laughs> <laughs> that may be the first time you ever said that about any horror movie on yeah, here. Because no. every every other horror movie is just like, oh, this shit ain't bloody enough. This shit ain't bloody enough. Yeah. Did it make me pass out and puke? No. But I got to say, it did gross me out. There Would you tell scenes. us if it did? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there were some scenes that I generally found disturbing and winced and was like, Ugh, like, yeah. I cringed a few times. This movie is very brutal the violence is very brutal very depraved art the clown as a slasher villain is a sick twisted depraved psycho <laughs> he, <laughs> he you know what he does it's not not only does he kill the people but it's what he does with the body <laughs> he like plays around with the body parts and shit and the and the, the effects are the, the practical effects the gore effects are top-notch and they linger, like the camera lingers on the violence. And I think that's what makes it so brutal and so visceral and kind of disturbing because they linger on these shots. Like, whoa, and we're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I get the point, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, and what he does, and, and, and some of the brutality, I mean, some of it, it isn't just knives or, or, chop, or chopping. It's like he beats his victims with bludgeon, like blunt instruments. And it's like, somehow more violent and brutal like damn like a like a decapitation would have been more would, would have been more like acceptable you 
Right. <laughs> you know, like, you know, so yeah, the, it gets very violent and brutal. And, um, and some of the gore is just over the top. And yes, as far as like me, I, I, I'll admit, I have some, I have my limits. I have my triggers, you know, shit being one shit. If you got, if there's shit in a movie that grosses me out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, bugs. I have a, you know, I'm a little sensitive to bugs. Bugs in abundance. That's that's you know, and food. If you if food like messy, somebody eating food very sloppily and messy, that that's a little gross. You know, I don't want. I yeah, I gross. And this movie checked all those boxes for me. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. <laughs> it had bugs, shit, and food being desecrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't stand shit scenes there's some shit in this movie i yeah shit like human centipede uh i can't handle like i like uh, okay i can't i you know yeah I, I can't handle that shit it just grosses me out um uh what's that movie? fear street one of the fear street movies where they were crawling up through the fucking shitter the shit box hole that oh. i <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think it was in the summer camp one. There was like the bathroom, and it was in, they were going through the cave, and then the cave connected to the shitter, the shitter bathrooms and shit, and they were climbing up through that hole. Yeah, I couldn't handle. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> handle that shit. Like in train spotting, yeah, that shit grosses me out. Like bugs, I can't handle bugs. Creep show is one of my favorite movies, but that last one about the roaches, ugh, ugh, ugh. you know, bones. Do you remember bones with Snoop Dogg? barely i saw it but i don't yeah. remember it yeah where the maggots start falling through the sea like raining maggots down on everybody uh i, I, I couldn't handle, it. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this movie had that um and yeah uh so this was like very violent and brutal it's not for the squeamish at all the the gore is in abundance the the kill scenes are really really brutal um but the movie is like two and a half hours long, which is like nuts. That, this yeah, is what horror movie is that long? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a horror, a slasher movie. Usually, they don't. They're not. They're not that long. Right. They get to the point. Get out. Yeah. Like, like unless unless you're like a backed by a studio, like it. You know, like Warner Brothers did with it. Those were like two and a half hours, or Midsummer, or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, some of these A24 horror movies are like fucking, you know, long drawn out dramas. This, this is like two and a half hours of carnage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did feel the length at times. Again, I, I but you know, I'm, I'm getting old and I'm tired. I was busy all weekend. You sit me down. I'm going to start chilling and relaxing and dozing off. And towards the end of this movie, I'm like, damn, this is, I'm feeling the length. Um, I think it could have been cut. You know, some people are like, oh, I could have saw, I could have watched another hour of this. They should have had this four or five hours long. And blah, 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 blah. But me, I was like, okay, you're getting, this is getting a little long. I'm like yawning and shit. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's crazy that this movie was two and a half hours long. Um, an indie horror flick, slasher movie. Um, there were some really weird dream sequences that were creepy. There was some really creepy, like this, this was, the, it had a creepy atmosphere. There was some, Really creepy dream sequences. This little girl clown was like kind of creepy. Um, we get inside Art the Clown's head at some points. Like we get like inside his head, his insanity. Um, some of the other characters, the final girl, she has nightmares that are these long extended dream sequences that kind of go, that extend the, the movie's length. 
Um, but other than that, this is just a straight up throwback to 80s trashy sleazy slasher movies like those horror movies that got like the video nasties that got banned and shit this is right in that vein you know just brutal gory violent sleazy trash um total 80s score but it looked good though i gotta say the cinematography the the, the look of it the, the colors this looked really well done um I, you can tell that the people who made this movie are fans of horror um yeah um and this movie is made Art the Clown. He's one of the another slasher icon. He's up there. I Chucky, put him up there with Freddy. Jason, Chucky, Freddy, Leatherface, Michael Myers. He's up there with them. You know, this movie has cemented his icon status. Um, Don't dress up as him as Halloween. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> Add him to the list. <laughs> there's a there's actually a scene in this movie where the little kid was like. Um, talking about dressing up as him like because uh, in 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 the lore this this killer like killed a bunch of people that but then his body was never found and you know and so like the next and he year, got like, like a cult you, following and yeah the like the next year like what are you gonna dress up as oh i'm gonna dress up as Arthur clown like what you can't dress up as him he killed all those people last year blah 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 blah, blah. that's like dressing up as jeffrey dahmer <laughs> <laughs> did they actually say that yeah <laughs> oh shit okay <laughs> yeah in the movie yeah um and that little kid that little kid actor he is what is this he's got a youtube channel like little punk people he interviews like metal bands and punk bands um and his he he's in this movie he's like got a major role in this movie um yeah uh so yeah this is and like i said I mean, the, the, you're starting you're starting to see that now a lot of youtube is popping up in movies because they already have a built-in fan base it's kind of yeah. like kind of like musicians back in the 90s they couldn't act for shit, but they had a built-in fan base to just throw Buster Rhymes yeah. in the movie, and boom, there you go. You know. Yes, throw Ice Cube in Boys in the Hood. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'll give this a four out of five. This was a little long, but it was still delicious, gory fun. It managed to creep me out. It managed to, like, make me wince and gross me out. Um, yeah, and that doesn't that's rare, whether a movie can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was creeped That's out. Very rare. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually creeped out in some scenes. I was actually disturbed by some scenes. And I actually went, ugh. Okay. So Eli, it's nice to know that you have a ceiling. I didn't know that at one time, you know. Yeah, I'm not a fucking robot. You know? <laughs> I, I do, yeah, I can feel emo. Yeah, I'm not totally dead inside. Yes. <laughs> I do have some limits here. <laughs> yeah. Shit, bugs, <laughs> and food and, and fucking up food. Like the, the scene in Dead Alive. Peter Jackson's Dead Alive, yes. Goriest movie ever made by an Oscar-winning director. The pudding scene in Dead Alive almost made me puke. Ugh, okay. Yes, the pudding I'm scene. I'm just imagining what you're saying, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, pudding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, like, ugh, I'm just, like, cringing just thinking about it. So, yeah, I do have my limits. I do I do have a bar, that I, uh, a line I don't cross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So we can move on next past it. Okay. So, like I said, we're gonna. You haven't seen the the thumbnail that I put up there, but the thumbnail is you'll see it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're gonna start off. We're gonna talk about Black Adam. We're gonna review uh, Black Adam. Uh, I did get a chance to see it this weekend. I saw it in IMAX. You know where my normal theater that I go to. Um, 
I'm going to do a quick little be- recap history on Black Adam. I know a lot of people have no idea who the fuck a Black Adam is or why Rocky's playing him. So I'm going to just do a quick thing. First thing <laughs> I ever knew about Black Adam, first time I ever saw him, was on Super Friends. First time I ever saw him. So he was part of Legion of Doom. Looked goofy. That's exactly what he looked like. So now him playing the rock, kind of weird, but eh, it's a thing. I do want to let you know that Black Adam did not start off as a DC character. Not originally. He was originally with Fawcett because, like I said, he was with that Shazam, Captain Marvel. All those guys were with a different company at one time. DC got mad because they said he was ripping off uh, Superman. So they sued them out of basically out of business and then bought them like decades later. So that's what happened with that. So that's why he's a DC character now. So now you see Shazam popping up all over the place. And now he's a big thing. He was just a villain. We started off wanting to conquer the world, wanting to just fuck shit up. That's all he wanted to do until around like the late 2000s in 52. Not new 52, 52. There's a difference where they kind of started making him like an anti-hero where he has limits of just stuff he won't do as, as far as he won't go. So that's the thing right there. Um, and that's the Black Adam thing. Yeah, I, I got some more stuff I got to say, but I'm going to uh, speed on through it. So this movie is a prequel, spinoff, and sequel to Shazam. The movie that came out 2018, whenever it came out. So do you need to watch this movie before watching Black Adam? No. Matter of fact, if you asked The Rock, he'd probably tell you no. <laughs> but there is a small thing that connects them both together, like the wizard that's in Shazam is the wizard oh, in yeah. here. Yeah, and but they don't explain why he says Shazam in this movie. He just says it. That's another thing about this movie. I'll get into it in a second, but they don't explain a lot of shit. They just throw you in there and just let you go, you know. Oh, uh, and that's what's going on right now. So as far as that, this was the number one movie this weekend. Uh, I think a hundred, whatever, something. They keep saying it's the biggest movie of Rock's career. And it, uh, as far as opening the weekend, it's not. It's a bold-faced lie. Fast and the Furious 7 did more than this domestically then this movie did it over the weekend. So don't believe that bullshit right there. But they are promoting it hard because they're saying, oh, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes audience score. That is not a lie, but it's spin. Because what it really is, and then I, I, I pulled this numbers up like about an hour before we started recording. So right now, yes, it is 90% Rotten Tomatoes audience score, but it's 39 critic score. So that's what I want to get into. So why is it such a disparity between the critics and the audience? And do I agree with that? So do I agree with that score? Which ones I agree with? I agree with both of them. I went and saw this movie, and I think that score on both sides is completely accurate. Because the way this movie is constructed, critics will hate it, but general audiences will love it because they have, it checks the box of what they're looking for. Now, let me go into detail about it. I'm about to actually get into the movie. So... If you're looking now, critics-wise, if you're looking for a movie with a good plot, good dialogue, characterization, those things, this movie ain't that. But if you're looking for WWE SmackDown with basically replacing the wrestlers as superheroes that throw buildings to each other, you get that. You get that because it's pretty much just a 90-minute fight scene, the whole movie. It's just dudes just beating the shit at each other just the whole time. With a little bit of plot thrown in there uh, between each other. Like I said, they don't explain a lot of shit. They go through like a, maybe a five-minute detail about Shazam, uh, Black Adam, how he got his powers, and then he's just beating ass. That's it. So if you expect like a big 30-minute of who he is and how he is as a character, fuck all that. He's a rock. That's all I need to know. He's a rock, and he kills people. Uh, he's not even playing the rock. 
he's playing Batista. He's playing Batista as Drax the Destroyer because he does that whole sarcasm, I don't get it shit. So that's pretty much The Rock's whole thing in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I do like the just Now I'm going to break down what I thought about the Justice Society in this movie. Uh, both the other Justice Society mo- members like Hawkman was awesome. I got pissed off because I was thinking like Alston Haas should be the new Black Panther. He can nail it. In this movie, he was pretty much playing T'Challa. It's not like, damn, he's too fucking cool to be in a DC movie, but I deal with it, you know. So he played the role. I kind of want to see him in a, in a uh, his own side story or whatever, you know. Uh, Dr. Fate, Chris Brosnan was awesome, of course. He's Chris Brosnan, what you expect. He was awesome in that. So those two guys playing off rock was pretty much the meat of the movie. They carried the movie. Now, as far as the other two Justice, Justice Society members, Adam Smasher, eh, he was okay. Funny thing about him, he kept fucking up because he was a rookie. So every time he fucked up, he was pretty much the comic relief of the movie. So he, every time he fucked up, it was funny. Uh, crowd got a laugh. Uh, Tornado Girl filled out the roster, I guess. I don't really know what she was there for. You got people that can throw buses and shit, and all she can do is throw wind. So when she's throwing wind at Black Adam, he's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, so... And then they try to do like a, a love triangle, not, like a will they, won't they thing with her and her and Adam Smasher, where they had this like true look and they're the youngest members of the team. Anytime they was on screen doing a little love shit, I, I lost interest. I didn't give a shit. But luckily, that was barely in the movie, you know. Uh, now, as far as not explaining shit, I do want to say that even though they didn't explain anything in the movie, uh, DC did... I, I don't, damn, I don't have a thing. They did have like a uh, like a comic thing that they dropped, like that that you were supposed to read. That I don't think anybody read, and I don't have that information right now. But that's it. Um, but yeah, that's so. That's what I think about the movie. Like I said, the action was awesome. Each uh, action scene was framed differently. And the one thing you want to see this movie for is Black Adam killing people because Black Adam killed a bunch of people, killed people in creative ways. It's the first time I've ever seen a dude beat another dude with another dude. I, I, <laughs> like somebody shot a rocket launcher at him. He blocked the shit with a dude, threw the dude in front of him. I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. You know, so and they throw and they throw some stuff in there. They throw some like it's a it's a plot twist at the end. But I mean, at the end, it's like, OK, you're trying to give us some plot. OK, cool. But there is some social commentary in this movie that I think people are going to gloss over, not going to pay attention because they just think it's just a brain dead action movie. They're not looking at the social commentary, like uh, like the whole thing about morality. Is morality like is good and evil, black and white, or is good and evil relative? Because spoiler alert, there's a scene in the movie where the JSA has to rescue a kid, and the bad guys like, if uh, you either give me this MacGuffin that's going to destroy the world, or I'm going to kill this kid. The JSA is almost like. Kill the kid because <laughs> we can't let you destroy the world. And Black Adam's like, no, you can't let the dude kill the kid. So it's like that whole morality thing. Like who's being moral? Who, or even just the fact that the JSA is basically America, just a society of America. So they America, like uh, 100% of this movie, it takes place in Conduct. Well, 90% of this movie takes place in Conduct, a foreign country. And they basically go out of their way to make a point that Conduct has been under, you know, occupation by this warlord. For the last 27 years, they've never seen the JSA show up before. But the moment Black Adam shows up, a foreign power in conduct that can rival something in America, now they show up. So I do feel like that's a small commentary in it. Like I said, it's going to be a worldwide movie. And I think as far as Americans, we're too dumb to catch that shit. But other countries, 
will realize that shit. Yeah, I agree with that. Because they even go at the point that when the JSA show up, they get booed. And when Black Adam starts killing people and throwing people off buildings, shit like that, they're clapping and cheering for him. Even though the JSA try to stop him doing that shit, you know. So I, I, I like that they put that in there. It's small, but it doesn't weigh down the movie. Like I said, this is in between buildings getting destroyed. So it's there, but it ain't gonna take you out the movie, you know. So uh, it does have some other DCEU Easter eggs in there. Like I said, Amanda Wall is in there. Hardcore is in there. Hardcore from Peacemaker shows up. So I'm like, okay, they tying all this shit together. Okay, yeah. So Rock is doing that. And the big spoiler. Let me see if I can see. Yeah, the big spoiler. I think everybody knows this like the worst kept secret in the world. He shows up at the end. He, him. <laughs> uh, y'all know who I'm talking about. Kal-El, Superman, and yes, it was Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill shows up. It was a pretty awesome line because Amanda Waller talking shit to uh, uh, Black Adam at the end. You're like, okay, you're stuck here in Kondok. You can't get out because you get out, you're dead. And he's looking at it like, I'm dead. No power on this planet can stop me. And she's like, who said anything about sending the power from this planet? I'm going to send something from not from this planet. And that's when Superman shows up, blah, 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 all the stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I just found out why Superman hasn't been in these movies since six years. Because apparently the last boss of Warner Brothers fired him. They that news just came out today because apparently because of of Shazam, because when Shazam came out, they wanted him to be a cameo in Shazam, and he basically told them, "If you put me in Shazam, that's going to count as one movie on my contract." They're like, "Oh, you want to do that? Fuck you, you're fired." And that's why you haven't seen him in the movie since then, you know. But guess what? That guy got fired. <laughs> so that's why Henry Cavill is back now. So all the the old heads that are gone, they're back now because all the old guy is out. Um, trying to think what else we got here. And that oh, one more guy, the big bad of the movie. The bad of the movie was Sabak. Uh, he's not a Black Adam villain. He's another Captain Marvel Shazam villain. But since Shazam ain't gonna fight, we just had him fight Black Adam. So his thing is, he's just like Black Adam. Where Black Adam got all the seven Egyptian gods, and Shazam got all the Greek gods. Well, he got all the seven like devils and shit. Like Sabak stands for like Satan, something Beelzebub, whatever, whatever, all that stuff like that. That's what that's what his name stands for. So he was evil and shit. Um, a lot of people have a problem with the third act because, and I agree, the third act does turn into another DC movie because DC has a bad problem with this. Just like Marvel has a problem with all the bad guys have the same powers as them and they just fight the clone of themselves. DC has a problem where they all they do is just fight big CGI monsters that just don't show up to the third act. Doomsday, uh, whoever the fuck that was in Suicide Squad, uh, Star Ares, yeah, Star Star. I like Starro, but <laughs> it, it, it's part of the trope also. So I got to throw Star in there too. I love you, Starro, but you in there too. So, but that's what they. And the same thing was about. He doesn't show up until the very end. You think the movie is over, and then he shows up and just start killing people and raising an army from hell and shit. You're like, where the fuck this guy come from? You know. So it's another thing. But the way Rock beat him, well, Black Adam beat him. I guess it doesn't really matter. Rock, Black Adam, whatever. The way he beat him, I was like, you know what? I can forgive it because even then, the third act was still awesome. Even all that bullshit that was going on. So. So, like I said, if you just want it, look, if you're a fan of The Rock and you if you're a wrestling fan, this movie's for you because it has the same same uh like energy as a wrestling match. It's basically like a music video. It's like a 90 minute music video. How fast it moves. That's the thing. It may move too fast for people. I was loving it. I was like, get in, get out, you know. 
uh, they almost kind of shot it like like they were trying to mimic Zack Snyder's aesthetic, even though it wasn't Zack Snyder's aesthetic. It was colorful. It was bright. You had a lot of shit going on. Uh, there were jokes, but it wasn't like overly dumb with jokes. It was like dry humor most of the time. So overall, like I said, I, I'm still trying to, after I came out of the movie, I'm trying to think if I like this movie or love this movie. I, I don't know. It's somewhere in between there. Because like I said, I know the critics don't like it because it's not cinema. You know, this is just another, you know, brain dead shit. You do like, well, all you're going to do is just go have fun and watch movies. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> what movies are for. I mean, it's, it's not three hours long. <laughs> no, I like it's, it's It's OK to have fun at a movie. It can just be fun. You know, I understand that, you know, the plot could be. And, and a lot of people complain about the dialogue. They were like the dialogue too stilted and nobody really talks like that. I don't think they're supposed to talk like that. These aren't people. These are gods. These are godlike beings. Throwing shit around shit like that. So I don't I think everything they say, they're supposed to talk with a purpose. And I think people are uh misunderstanding the rock's performance in this. They were like, Oh, why is he he doesn't have any charisma? He's not supposed to. He's he's a fucking murderer. So he's not supposed to have like charisma and smile and joking shit like that. You know, he's supposed to be angry all the fucking time, you know. So so here's my rating for this movie. I I gotta give it a four point three. Not quite a five. <laughs> I put a four, 4.3. It's right there in the middle. Because if you put it on a scale of 10, it's 8.5. That's what I give it, you know. So, uh, yeah, awesome movie. I saw Superman at the end. I'm pretty sure every DC fan was, like, doing a Soul Train line outside of the theaters when they saw that <laughs> shit, you know. So, yeah, um, I recommend it. So, yeah. Cool. So, I guess guess we move on to next part of podcast. What is next part of podcast? What is? What is next? I think it's still on me. Go what is this? It. Oh, yeah, it is on me. I keep talking. Okay. <laughs> we got oh. Creed 3. Yeah. Oh, I can say some stuff. Okay. Oh, about Creed? Oh, no. Go for it. Whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Creed 3 is. Oh, you're talking about 3 Creed. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, said, I, I, I thought can, you just want to just, get, just generally I, get some shit off your chest. I can <laughs> contribute to Creed 3 as well. Oh, I, I thought you just. <laughs> I thought you were going to go into a confessional or some shit, you know? I, <laughs> I got something to say. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about Creed 3. We're just going to jump into it. Uh, What do we want to say about Creed 3? Like I said, I am. I saw the trailer. I, I, I never. I didn't see Creed 2 because honestly, I, I was I like. You did. What what'd you it think? It was all right. It was all right. It wasn't as it's it's good. It wasn't as good as the first one. Um Okay. I, I didn't it, even it, watch it. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was cool. It, it's it continues the story. Um we get a little bit more in depth with uh with Creed and, and what's her face? What's the girl's name? She's going uh, deaf. She's going yeah. like she's really going deaf. Like I, I, I yeah, she was like So she's getting um, worse every movie. Yeah, she's getting worse. Like that they, they expand on that. Um, and yeah, it's just a redemption thing, you know. I mean, he gets to face the guy, well, the son of the guy who killed his dad. So there's that. Um, but no, it's it's okay. It's not bad. It's just not as good as the first Creed. I now the thing is, I love the first Creed movie. I yeah, did not, I did too. Yeah, I did not think that movie was going to be that good, but it was great. You know, I think it's one of the best superhero movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a worthy con uh continuation of the rocky franchise that's, that's how you it. reboot but, a franchise yes yeah like yeah. that's the perfect way to reboot a franchise it kept the franchise going you know and that's how it going on. now as far as the movie here i am so glad they didn't make jonathan majors 
Clubber Lane Jr. or some shit yeah, like that, yeah. Mr. T's son. I was like, if you did that, I was out. I'm I'm done with that, you know. But what they did with it, where you know, he's like they were, you know, childhood friends, brought him in, shit like that. I was like, you know what? I can deal with this, even though that's the same plot of Rocky Five, you know. Is it? Did you remember Rocky Five? Tommy Gun? Tommy, Tommy the Machine Gun? Yeah. Yeah, I do, but I don't remember details. It, it, it's the same <laughs> plot. Yeah. But they feel like they're making a better version of that movie. Because the plot of Rocky Five was five. It's just the execution of it sucked. okay yeah but the plot of it basically he's taking in somebody training him eventually gonna turn on him and now he's got to fight something like that yeah i thought it was like was tommy gun like rocky's friend or something (laughs) well like he he took him and basically he was like a like a A coach or whatever yeah like coach and even got to the point where he had friction with his own son and so like that so i was like okay that's cool i do remember that yeah yeah like i said it's a good plot it had just execution sucked on there so that's thing with rocky five uh, but Creed three is doing that, and a little bit of Creed, a uh, little bit of Rocky three also. Even though he's not playing Clubber Lang's son, he kind of had the same motivation as Clubber Lang, where he felt like he's owed something, and this guy is too pampered, you know. So you got to take him down. Mm-hmm. So a little bit, I see that in there. Um, but yeah, just showing you a, a clip of it. So like I said, that's it. Michael B. Jordan, uh, Jonathan Majors, you know. Uh, I, I, first thing I when I saw that, the first thing I popped in my mind: Killmonger versus Kang. As soon as I said that, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Boss Logic posted that shit up there. So I'm like, oh, damn, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm like, what they're doing with it. I just hope they don't kill Rocky. If Rocky's not in this movie, Sylvester Stallone's not in this movie, just say he's off in a beach, you know, somewhere so like that. You don't, have, you don't have to kill everybody that doesn't show up in the movie, you know. Yeah. But maybe he'll come back in the next one, you know. Whatever. Because that would be, that would follow Rocky 3. Cause like, right, because Mickey, Mickey, Mickey died, died in yeah. Rocky 3 and shit. And- yeah. Then he had to fight without his coach, which is why he ended up getting coached by Apollo. Right. Um, Yeah. So because Mickey didn't want him to fight the guy anyway. So yeah. Um, But no, I also Michael B. This is Michael B. Jordan's direct. Is this his first movie he's directing? His his director debut. Yeah. Yeah. So because Ryan uh, Coogler did the first one, you know. Yeah. And I think he just produced the second one. Yeah, just produced second. I can't remember who directed the second one, but yeah. Yeah. So now, but now this is on him. And that's the thing, like Creed is is stepping into its own now. It's not like just, you know, riding the coattails of the Rocky franchise. Now it's stepping to its own as its own franchise. And I yeah. like that. It where it should be on the on the third movie by now. Yeah. You know, if you want to yeah. keep this franchise going. I know, yeah. Like I said, I, I love Creed. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. And yeah, it was emotional, yeah. had awesome yeah. fight scenes in it. Just uh Michael B. Jordan's thing with Rocky going on. That was emotional. Just the fact that, you know, Rocky's just seeing Creed brought back Rocky's demons, you know, it was like an unclosed door would happen in Rocky four and it brought that back, you know? Yeah. And then just Creed as a character being, you know, him not, yeah. you know, missing that father figure and feeling unwanted and feeling like a mistake. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I, I get chills. I mean, thinking about yeah. it, that scene when they finally play the Rocky theme and at the end of the movie, yeah. it's like the last round and Rocky's giving him that the pep talk, you know, you got to go out there and do it and all that shit. And, yeah, and, and even Rocky training and, him, yeah. yeah, Rocky training yeah. him is like like his redemption. Like, okay, yeah. I failed Creed, but maybe I can do better with his son. You know, yeah. Like Rocky thought he was done with. Like I'm just waiting to die. You know, and then right here comes this it's, kid who gives him a purpose, and yeah, but yeah, like that that scene where he stands up and you hear you finally hear the because you hadn't heard the Rocky theme in the whole movie, right? You know, but when you finally stood up and you hear da 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 da, I, I got shivers. 
<laughs> yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I know a, a lot of people that was their first Rocky movie. Like Creed, yeah. that was the first time they saw a Rocky movie. I, like, well, yeah. I feel like you should watch all of them. I watched all of them multiple times, even five. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm half Italian, so I gotta. So <laughs> you gotta watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right now that being said we're still sticking sticking on creed but like i said eli I looked at the analytics and i think our uh our women viewership is like eight percent right now so we're gonna raise that percentage up right now so you're welcome ladies because jonathan majors before he uh posted this he had a little photo shoot he went on like <laughs> dude got dude was already like cut now he got even swollen that's not even fair, man. Why? <laughs> <You know? laughs> the first thing I said when I saw that, because you know he's playing Avengers like next year, so she's like, I like, damn, the Avengers gonna gonna get the ass kicked. Like, like Crank and Kang is not even gonna like do magic and shit. He's just gonna just beat the shit out of like Ant Man or some shit. I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. <laughs> and you know he's miserable. He's like, damn, these boiled chicken breasts suck. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's all he's been eating for like two years or some shit. You know, look like boiled that. chicken breasts and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> so like breakfast that. lunch and dinner <laughs> oh man so yeah so that movie comes out next year i'm excited for it that's gonna be the movie that movie's gonna make a lot of money i can see it now so yeah yeah if nothing else you're gonna get nothing but women in there it's probably gonna be so much yeah. screaming ah! you're gonna hit me able to hit it what's the fuck panties going on th- being thrown at the screen like why are you throwing panties at the screen what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all right so we can move on to the next thing uh what do we got here? I don't even know what I got. I'm just clicking it. Let's see what we got. No, we're not clicking that. Okay. Damn, we're not clicking that. Oh, I do want to click that. We're gonna really? click that. Yeah. Oh, I was, we, oh, I was about to say. Oh, that. That's what, didn't we talk about this last week? But that's it's new. We did. We, we did. But it's an update. But hold up, before Breaking we get to that. News. <laughs> you know what? There's something else we want to talk about. I didn't make a note for it. We're gonna go to it. We're gonna talk about uh Harrison Ford as as Thunderbolt. uh Thunderbolt Ross. Okay. So. There's been rumors about this for the last couple weeks, but it's official now. Because, like I said, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Harrison Ford? No, the other guy. Oh, William Hurt. William Hurt, yeah. Okay, so William Hurt passed uh, about a month ago. He passed about a month ago. And, like I said, they decided to recast the role. We've been hearing rumors about it, but now it's official. Harrison Ford is going to be cast as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in Captain America 4. That's when he's going to first appear. Rumor was they were actually gonna announce it at D23, but and when they announced the Thunderbolts, but Kathleen Kennedy stopped Kevin Feige. Like, fuck no, you're not doing that because you because she brought him there to do Indiana 4. And if you announce him in a Marvel movie, that's kind of stealing their thunder. So okay. understandable, you know. Kevin Feige didn't fight her over no shit like that. He just let it go. That's that's cool. So um, but that's going on. So Harrison Ford is playing Thunderbolt Ross, and it, and if you know your comic lore. You know who Thunderbolt Ross is. Like I said, that's the picture right there. But if you know who Thunderbolt Ross eventually becomes, he becomes Red Hulk. So now seeing that leader is in a movie and Thunderbolt Ross in the movie, that's very, very peculiar. So they might be going with the the Red Hulk thing. Uh, and plus, you kind of need Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU because you're going to have a movie called the Thunderbolts. It may make sense to have them named so, after like, the yeah, Thunderbolts. So what Hulk, where are they doing the, like so we're gonna have thunderbolt ross in a captain america movie yeah the leader is gonna be in what movie now <laughs> captain america oh they're both gonna be in captain they're both gonna be in captain america yeah okay yeah so they can have falcon this is falcon america right the falcon movie yeah captain falcon yeah okay <laughs> so this thing right there but there's there's more controversy. <laughs> is the Hulk gonna be in it too like <laughs> 
Like, why Probably are these Hulk, why are these Hulk villains going to be in the category? Is Rick Jones ever going to show up? Fuck it, throw Rick Jones in there, shit. <laughs> no, Rick Jones. Oh, he's going to... Scar, he's, everybody, just throw him in there, fuck shit. it. Rick Jones is going to be a woman. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing. So that brings up another controversy, though, Eli. Okay, so they're recasting Thunderbolt Ross. Meanwhile, they won't recast the child. No one knows who Thunderbolt Ross is. <laughs> That's the thing. So, yeah, so people complain about that. Plus, Thunderbolt Ross has been cast, recast anyway. Hell, Reem Hurt wasn't even first person to play him. Sam Elliott played him back in, in No. Oh, that, that was the shitty movie. That, is that, that should have brought, That's not canon, brought back though. Sam Elliott. That's it's not, not canon. canon. You know what? It's not canon until it is canon. <laughs> because people will refer to that movie on shit. Well, uh, Hulk father killed his mother that happened in that fucking movie what about the Hulk dogs and shit right (laughs) it's not canon till it is so yeah so that's what people are doing right now so yeah so people are upset but my thing about this in a multiverse movie when those dogs show up everyone's gonna all of a sudden oh my god did you did you see am I the only one that noticed when the Hulk dogs bit him in the dick in that movie no (laughs) nobody remembers that I like they bit him in the dick and he started how like what the fuck they just threw it in the movie like okay the Hulk started hollering yeah, he started hollering. They bit a bit of dick. I, I imagine he would start hollering. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my thing is about this. Like I said, we could talk about this. Uh, we cast the child. Look, it's the multiverse. Marvel can do whatever the fuck they want to. So yes, that does just because they didn't cast him in this movie doesn't mean he's never going to be recasted. So all this petitions, whatever like that, I don't, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. But calm down <laughs> don't get upset over this shit i mean because like i said nobody gives a fuck about uh uh thunderbolt ross anyway so yeah and, but you kind of need a thunderbolt ross in the mcu to have a thunderbolt movie you know and stop bitching thunderbolt ross is a white man exactly so what are you complaining about yeah don't bitch don't be <laughs> <laughs> he could have been keith david you know (laughs) (laughs) then you would have something to bitch about (laughs) oh man all right so what do we got next um give you the update i'm gonna give you an update on that thing yeah okay so bayonetta 3 is unbanned all right i'm gonna tell you why because i can't remember the chick's name the uh the voice actress of bayonetta here's the thing that complaint she made last week she lied. So, oh, he, yeah, here's what she did. So last week she said that the studio offered her $4,000 for the session. You know, I'm gonna $4,000 to do Bayonetta, that's what she said. Actually, they brought it, the, the studio came back with receipts and said, no, we didn't say that. We said we're gonna offer $4,000 per session. And it was gonna take about five sessions, which would be about 20K. That would have been her payment for, for Bayonetta. But it says she came back and wanted, nah, I want six figures and I want points on Bayonetta <laughs> on, on the sales when it hits this Christmas. And they were like, hell no. So that's what happened with that. Uh. So she lied, trying to squeeze them out, trying to boycott stuff like that. She really fucked herself up with this shit. I mean, even coming out saying, even if it was true, she would have fucked herself up anyway because people don't want to deal with, you know, bother some people. But now that she lied on them, trying to get a whole studio canceled for some shit, fuck up. So yeah i i got no sympathy for you so i don't have a switch but if i have a switch i'd go buy a switch just play bad netter just spite you so yeah so that being said move on to the next part still sticking to the video game section we're just flying through this stuff right now uh i played a video game i'm not gonna talk too much about it we're just gonna run through it as fast as possible but i played gotham knights the new 
Batman-ish game that came out. Okay. Uh, shout out to everybody that saw the stream. Eli, I know you said you saw the stream. Fat T saw the watching, stream. Comment on stuff like that. See if I can pull stuff up. Um, yeah, it is an interesting game. I'm going to see what I got to talk about it on there because first off, the game, like the game got like a 10-minute cutscene on it. And it's fucking amazing. It's Batman fighting Ra's al Ghul. You know, I, I did watch that. Yeah, yeah fight Ra's al Ghul. And the thing is, I'm not going to show it to you on here, but when it basically the, the point of the movie, the point of the video game is that Batman dies. And I'm not talking about some he disappears and he's never heard from again. It's like that. No, they show the body. Like the Robins find him. He's dead, like chopped up. Ra's al Ghul did a number on him. They bury him, funeral whole thing and then the rest yeah, of the game you, was on you there. were shocked i was watching your while you played it you were like oh my god yeah. it's his body <laughs> <laughs> i wanted because it shocked me yeah like like say eli you have your threshold i have mine <laughs> <laughs> so i wouldn't expect it so i was like wow that's insane so as far as the game the game itself once you get past that okay so a lot of people are trashing this game because it's not arkham knight and i was trashing this game because it wasn't arkham knight you know i, I pretty much thought it was arkham knight just you're not playing as batman <laughs> Right, right, but it's not. It's not Arkham Knight. And that's the thing. Like, if you go in here playing and wanting to be Arkham Knight, you're gonna be upset. You're gonna you're gonna make some mad because it's not that. It's a it's an action RPG. Okay, it's Marvel's Avengers. It's exactly Marvel's Avengers. That's what it is. You know where you level up and it's open world and all the shit like that, and it plays a little bit differently. So it doesn't play the exact same as like the uh as like the other Arkham games did. It plays completely different. So from what I was looking at, it looked like it had the same mechanics as an Arkham game. It does, but it doesn't. Because the thing is, it, it's not as fluid as an Arkham game. You don't have as many combos in Arkham game. Like I was like working out with an Arkham game. With this, it kind of feels like like kind of stiff, kind of slower, more methodical. And, and I was like, I'm not feeling this combat. Honestly, I'm still not feeling the combat. But I started like learning some of the moves. I actually did a tutorial, started learning the moves and stuff. And I was like, Okay, I'm starting to get a feel for it. You know, first off, this game doesn't tell you anything. Like, you know, in the Arkham games, like, okay, you got your next mission, you got the big back signal up, and you just go to the back signal and just go in. That's it. They don't do this in this game. In this game, if you you have to find out what your next mission is, you have to hit the streets. You have to hit the streets, find informants, thieves, bums, mobsters, beat the shit out of it and find out and act and you know, interrogate them and find questions where the drugs plot blah, blah 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 and they will tell you where to go next so i kind of like that aspect it make you feel more more gothamy you know so now, do you have to just pick some random asshole on the street or does it actually say hey go get that guy it, it says hey go get the guy but the way it works like you gotta you gotta get the last guy you're like it's oh. like okay you you go in there and it'll tell you hey it's somebody in here go get this guy but, but if you fight him and you kill him now or beat him up you know you ain't gonna get him so yeah um of course is that considered cool i don't know it's i don't know at first i thought i thought no it wasn't cool but now i'm thinking about it it's kind of (laughs) cool now that i know what to do you know i'm I'm still i've been been playing ninja turtles all year man i just like go one direction and one direction one button (laughs) you see a ninja beat the shit out that's all i need you know (laughs) so this ain't that wait wait wait. i can't beat this guy up (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> so that's what i say it's confused like you got to go to this building at a certain time they don't even tell you where to go like they just said go to the west end where the fuck is the west end <laughs> oh it's on the west okay go there but they don't give you a map or nothing you just a gotta compass. go there 
<laughs> yeah, they got a big map. I had to find where the map was. I got it like, do they have a map for this game? So it took me like 20 minutes to find a map. I found the map. Now, like, where's the West End? Oh, it's on the West. Okay, go there. And then you go looking for guys to beat up and shit like that. Then you find out where to go next. Like, okay. Yeah, it sounds like a long-ass game that I ain't going to have time. Oh, it's, it's, it's an RPG. It's an RPG. So, yeah. it, like I said, it's not it's not Arkham. So, where yeah. Arkham is, like, straight through, beat well, this Arkham, guy. But, Arkham was, yeah. like, long for me, too. It took me months to finish those games. I mean, yeah. Well, they're saying this is past that. Because <laughs> yeah, you got to level up and all this stuff like that. Plus, you got four guys. Well, four people that you beat also, and you know they got their own missions and side. They all have their own like storyline and shit. All storylines, all play different. You got to upgrade this person, stuff like that. Of course, every how, stream I how went. How long yeah. is Batgirl's cape? How long is her cape? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. All I played was Red Hood, so I don't know. Oh. Uh, pretty much cover, everybody if it covers your ass. I'm not going to play her. <laughs> Oh damn! I'm I'm I'm, th- I'm thinking it does cover her ass. I think she's the only one. Like Batman can like glide in the other games. I think she's the only one that can glide. So yeah. So you may can get a glimpse of her ass while she's gliding. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> while she's riding the motorcycle. Right, right. <laughs> like she like toots up and shit. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. The reason I play with Red Hood because he shoots people. That's all. So yeah. yeah. Um, Him or Dick is who I'd play with if, if I were to play the game. <laughs> yeah, I think Dick can like break dance or some shit. Who is that, Damien like that. or is that Tim? That's Tim. Tim's supposed to be like the stealth expert. Like he's supposed to be better stealth, you know. Oh. Shit. So I'll play the game some more. Um, when I first played it, I hated it, but now I'm starting to slowly kind of warm up to it. I'm gonna try to see. Basically, I had to get Arkham out of my mind. So it's, you, it's not Arkham. Yeah. You got the S, right? You got the Xbox S or whatever. I got that. No, I'm. It's on PC. Oh, that's nothing okay. I was about. Yeah, I got on PC. So oh, okay. that's the thing. So I meant to tell you about that. So the Xbox, basically the console version is 30 frames per second. So I'm on PC. It's in six frames per second. Check it out. It's on there. You may not get the full effect on Facebook, but if you go to our Twitch stream, you'll see it. Because <laughs> I think Facebook is capped at 30, but Twitch has it. Six frames per second is all its glory. So yes, I'm, like I said, I'm part of the PC master race. So it's on there. So... Yeah, overall, I, I don't know what kind of rating I'm going to get it. Because like I said, I have two different, completely different feelings about it from the first hour to the second hour. First hour, I hated it. Second hour, I was like, well, it's not that bad. So, But I can see why people would hate this game. So, so you, yeah. you have to upgrade his guns. Because yes, I remember you, you were to... like unloading on dudes and they weren't like... Nobody was false. Like, <laughs> well, see, it's, it's actually supposed to, uh, it's supposed to be a button you're supposed to press that makes the shot stronger. Like, you know, like, a, like you're not holding, but if you tap it just right, the shots to get stronger and you can kill them faster. See, I didn't know that when I was playing the game. I just shoot them and that's it, you know. Okay. Plus, you can like grab people and do instant kill moves. They had like special moves on the game and shit like that. Who is this? I, I picked Nightwing. Uh, why everybody like Nightwing? Nightwing's cool. got a nice ass, man. I guess you if you got to look at some ass, somebody will look at some ass. You know, <laughs> Batgirl's covered up, so hell. Look at the ass on Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Even the comic he, book, you seen those variants on the Nightwing books? Like, yeah, he was just posed like making a stag, some shit like that. Just ass. <laughs> I think he's. I think that's America's ass. Fuck Captain. You're like, <laughs> can you handle this? Like, damn, okay, Dick. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. All right. So that's what I got on now. I guess we can move on next. But yeah, I guess. Well, I guess we go to the next part of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, this is Comic Book Bullies, where we talk about comic books, and Elon, I'm going to let you start off, because I think you got more books than me, but yeah. All right, well, since we're, well, speaking of Nightwing. <laughs> Nightwing's ass. <laughs> Nightwing's ass. <laughs> uh, I'll do Nightwing 97. Okay, let's see. 
He's the OG, the OG ass. <laughs> um, yeah, this might be my book of the week. I really dug dug on this. You know, I didn't read much. Everything was just like kind of okay. But then this was like, this is really good. And this was like the last book that I read. I was like, wow, that was really cool. So this is in the aftermath. This is a new arc. This is the aftermath of that whole blockbuster. Blockbuster's dead. That was the name Heartless, that mm-hmm. serial killer that rips like, out his heart hearts, out. And, steals yeah. people's hearts and shit. Killed Blockbuster. Blockbuster is dead. They're like in the more. Oh, you know what? I should have showed that. I'll, I'll pop. I'll grip, grab that uh, panel. So, so Blockbuster's dead. Um, fucking Raven or Ravencroft. Uh, <laughs> Bloodhaven. <laughs> There's a power grab. All the gangs are like, who's gonna take? over Bloodhaven now that Blockbuster's dead. Um, so they're preparing for that. So they get Sal Sal Maroney. They're questioning him. They're like, yo. He's still alive? Yeah, he's yeah. He's alive. Um they're interrogating him. Uh what's your face? Uh Montoya. They're like, yo, uh Blockbuster's dead. And he left all this evidence. He had all his all his paperwork, all his records have you down have basically names everybody. They got evidence on everybody from Blockbuster's records, where his money's been going, who he's been dealing with. And Salvador Maloney is like one of them. And they're like, we basically got proof, you know. Um, or you can flip flip a deal and, uh, you know, because we're, we're, go- we're all going. You guys are all busted. You know, it's just a matter of time before we get on. So we'll make you a deal. So Salvador Maloney is like, okay, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll, but, you know, we're going to take you back to Gotham to testify. So this turns into that movie SWAT or the movie from, or the scene from dark Knight when the, the semi scene and shit. So they're oh, it's yeah. basically, they got to transport Melroney back to Gotham and it's the cops. It's Nightwing, Like they're, they're protecting Melroney. And sure enough, a hit squad comes, tries to kill him. They, <laughs> they fight him off. They take him into these woods and outside Gotham and shit, and they're hiding him in there. They find one of Batman's hideouts, like one of his bunkers, his secret bunkers that he has laying around the city, and they're hiding out in there. And then they drug, they end up like uh, drugging Mulroney and knocking, like giving him tranquilizers. And him and Babs, you know, Batgirl, like, hey, he's out for like, he's going to be tranked for like hours. We got the whole place to ourselves. So they end up banging. And then. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then there's this funny scene where he comes down. Yeah. He comes down and they're like, Oh, you're awake. Like Maroni. <laughs> it's like laying on the floor, all tied up, like handcuffed still, but awake. Like the tranquilizer wear off. He's like, Yeah, those tranquilizers only lasted three hours and these walls are thin. <laughs> so, <he> was, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically they're they're um transferring him back to Gotham. And who's after him? Uh, what the hell happens at the end? I'm getting to the ending. <clears throat> Um, and then some, uh, yeah. So a cab shows up outside the bunker in the woods outside of Gotham. There's no roads, you know, they're just at some rand. they're just in the woods and it's some, a taxi shows up and some dude named Rick Grayson. Rick Grayson. Wait, Rick. Rick? Oh Rick. shit. Okay. So Rick Grayson's back. Yeah. He shows up and he's like, Hey, what's up? So he's a different. That's confusing as hell. Rick yeah. Grayson is Dick Grayson when he got amnesia. Okay, well, he's there. He's like, hey, get in the cab. 
And then it says next, this might get weirder. Yeah, that's that's weird. But here's this. I want to show you this gnarly ass um, panel here. So here I'll go here. Here, let's do that. So can you see that? Oh, let me get you in there. So this is Blockbuster on the fucking in the morgue. Oh, got his heart ripped out. Not his heart like ripped bloodshot. out. <laughs> yeah, and then here's a shot of. Here's a shot from inside. The, oh, damn. <laughs> from inside his chest. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fucking dope. That was pretty cool right there. Power <laughs> vacuum. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is yeah, this is my book of the week. This is four out of five. A lot of fun. A lot of action, funny. Yeah. Oh, Nightwing. Oh, Wing. yeah. Nightwing gets around. Yeah, he fucks yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Daredevil. They fuck everything. Him and Daredevil, yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. So uh, I guess first book I'm going to review is uh Thor number 28. Uh, let me see if I can get that one. This is actually a Venom tie-in. So yeah, let's see how this see how this works. Uh oh, messed up. I'm spoiling for myself. Uh yeah, it's a Venom tie-in. Apparently it's supposed to be part one of the book. I didn't read part one, so this is part two of it. And I'm just we're just gonna just jump into the story and we just kind of just figure out where we went from there. You know. Um. Basically going on that, basically Venom and Thor teaming up because some crazy symbiote is out of control. So they're basically trying to uh, get him back. So, oh, there's also a story about Donald Blake's being tortured because Loki Loki stuck him underground and he's been blinded by a snake, which is the same torture that Odin did to him like decades ago, you know, in the comics. So anyway, uh, Thor, Loki, Venom, Sif, everybody, they're fighting this, this symbiote named bedlam's child he possessed this other demon from limbo and he made him his own hammer that's just as strong as molnir called Hellnir. and he's yeah he's like the opposite of thor basically god versus devil that whole thing right there uh and basically like and and Hellnir, you know shoots thor blasting with hellfire and now if it was lightning thor can handle that because light he's impervious light lightning can't do shit to him but hellfire on the hand takes him out and it actually drops them. And they're like, oh shit, Thor got fucked up from that. So so Bedlam's child is about to fuck Thor up, smashes him, knocks him back. So he can't even do it. And then he gets webbing his eye, you know, because of Venom. Venom's holding him back. He's like, no, let me let me handle this. Even while Thor's out, you know. And remember, Venom is now the king in black and all the shit like that. So he's like, you know, like god of Simeus and shit like that. He's still that, you know. So Venom webs up and shit like that. He's, Don't worry, I've been doing this for centuries, man. He's done. There's no way he can break out of this web, and this web is unstoppable. He'd have to be the devil himself. And of course, he breaks out. He's like, you spoke too soon, you know. Um, and he was like, Thor's like, look, we can't fight this guy by himself. Thor, Venom, you can't take him. I can't take him. So there's only one way to beat him. You know what I'm thinking? And Venom's like, I kind of know what you're thinking. Let's do it. So you already know what they're doing. Venom, t- <laughs> he absorbs Thor and basically becomes a symbiote Venom. And I can't, Thor, Loki gave him a crazy name. I can't remember what the name he gave. But anyway, you got Venom, like Venom King of Black. Yeah, here's the money shot right there. Uh, we will have words with the, so yeah, just throw that in there. Uh, So Bedlam's child is like, oh, I can beat both of you. He can't. They kick the shit out of him pretty easily, you know. Uh, and then while they're fighting them, Loki forms like some kind of uh evil, some kind of illusion of a serpent. And Venom's is like, don't worry, Hellfire doesn't work on us. So just blast us, it'll kill that other guy, you know. So they blast him and it takes out the the regular guy is fine because he's a demon from hell, but the symbiote controlling him is gone. 
Meanwhile, Venom is cool because fire no longer works on him, you know. So he's down. So uh meanwhile, yeah, Venom is just like, well, we won. And like he left his hand behind. Looks like I'm worthy. He like worthy of what? And then Thor just remembers some shit that he said. He was like, Well, hold up, Venom. I heard when you when we absorbed each other, Venom, I noticed something about you. Plus that line you said about you've been doing this for centuries. That shit didn't sit right with me. So who are you? He's like, yep, you found out who I am. Okay, but I didn't lie. I am Eddie Brock, but I'm Eddie Brock from the future. My name is Meridius. And eventually this is who Eddie Brock eventually turns to. So I came back from the future to the past to prevent my, my future. And I can't get this hammer, basically. Is this uh, still so, Jason Aaron? No, this is Donny Cates. Okay. Yeah, Donny Cates, the one that's been doing all this shit. Yeah, it's him. So, yeah. Okay. So, I don't know if they mentioned Meridius in uh, the Venom books, whatever like that. No. Said said. So, yeah. So, he's like, look, I came to get this hammer. But so Donny Cates, Cates did Space Vi- Ghost Rider or whatever. And- yeah, he did Space Ghost Rider, Venom, Null, all this shit. That's yeah. him. Yeah. He's so, basically Frank Castle in the future. Yeah. Who <laughs> was a Galactus Herald and shit. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's saying. So, he picks up the hammer. And Thor's are like, okay, you better put the hammer down or we're going to have some issues. You know, you're like, okay, well, well, Thor, we were getting along. We're like, we're not anymore. So then he blasts him and shit like that. And Thor goes down. He's like, look, Thor, you can't beat me. He's like, the fuck I can't. I am the all-father. Like, Odin passed his power on to me. So I actually don't even need the hammer to take you out. You know, so he just uses his Thor force or whatever and blasts the shit out of him and actually melts Hellnir, the hammer. He melts the hammer. You know, and when Mr. Hammer, uh, Eddie Brock from the future just disappears, just turns into goo and just just disappears, just goes to the to the uh to the ground. And Sif <coughs> is like, I can't find him. I don't, I don't know where he's at. And apparently he's gone to the ground, and he's absorbed Donald Blake. Blake. So Donald Blake now has the venom powers. Now, let me continue. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, that's what's going on with that book. Oh, and the next book's supposed to be like a Thanos tie-in. So, pretty easy breezy book. Like I said, Donny K's doing Donny K shit. I picked it up because he picked, he's writing Venom again. So, yeah, why not? Cool. So, all right. I will do on the Marvel. I will do <coughs> Alien number two, the new, the new arc, the new story arc. In the um, second issue is a new story arc? Yeah. Damn. Um, this is with Icarus or Icarus or whatever. So this is this is the um, continuation. So there's a, a squad of synthetics, you know, the androids. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a like a Merc squad. They're like super soldiers. Um, they can't die. They go into hostile environments. They go. They're 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 supposed to go retrieve an alien egg on this one planet that's been ra- that's been nuked. So the 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 atmosphere is awful of radiation. It's not breathable. But they're synthetics. They don't need to breathe oxygen. So these synthetic soldiers go down to retrieve this egg they get attacked by a bunch of aliens that should have not have been alive because the place was nuked but they still are um they get there's a cool ass firefight and of course they're super soldiers they got fucking superhuman strength they're strong you know they're getting stabbed you know and ripped apart or like stabbed right through the chest but they still survive they're ripping off aliens heads pretty cool action scenes um but they start investigating this, the, this facility a little further, and then they find human survivors still there. So that's like the big twist. There's like, hey, there's humans. 
in this nuked out city that's supposed to be a dead planet and they're still here they're surviving so like to be continued so the plot is thickening um but no i'm enjoying this story arc this is yeah it shows uh you know robot super soldiers taking on aliens you know so pretty cool so three out of five you know quick and easy and look at this gnarly uh gnarly that that looks like Danny warren johnson yeah but this is maria wolf lopez she's an indigenous uh comic artist she's also in that shameless pug howl check out the (laughs) (laughs) the book it's called the howl i have a story in it it's uh it's a um it's an anthology a comic book anthology about werewolves from native american perspectives i have a story in it and maria wolf lopez who did this dope ass variant cover here she has some work in the in the book as well too so check it out i see you eli let, let me just drop this name right here <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but yeah anybody want to get the book email dm us dm eli yeah, yeah. red planet Whatever. and books yeah. I, bet, I think it's called red planet is where is it in stores anywhere? It's just 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 online. Uh, well, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh, and then again, I don't go to stores. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, anybody want to uh, get on? Just hit us up. We, yeah. we'll, we'll get you contact. Okay. Cool. So next book I'm going to do is uh I don't know why I'm still sticking with the book, but I guess I'm gonna stick with this book. Captain America number eight, I guess. Is this Captain Wilson? America? Yeah, Falcon America. That one. Yeah, a new story arc. So it's a brand new story arc from one before. So we're jumping off of that. Uh, damn, wherever they went to. Uh, brand new story arc. Uh, basically wrapped it up where uh, Amer- Black Americans were trying to migrate to Wakanda. T'Challa shut all this shit down. So they got to find that. Basically, he just like, I don't know what to do next. So, yeah. So this story starts here. And this is kind of a weird story. But I'm going to see where I can pick up from there. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find that thing. There we go. I think I found it. Okay. So, yeah. New story arc. The name of this story is Pax Mahondo. And I'm going to try to fill in the blanks the best I can in this story, even though I've been keeping up with the story. So, we're at the UN, and the Prime Minister of Mahonda, uh name is, what is her name? Johnny Scoreland, something like that. She's the Prime Minister of Mahonda. So, if you don't know what Mahonda is, which I, I understand if you don't, because they barely mention it in Marvel Comics history, Mahanda is like a neighboring country of Wakanda. So it's not Wakanda's not the only fictional fictional African nation. Mahanda is also, but on the other hand, Mahanda doesn't have the peace and serenity and the utopia of Wakanda. Mahanda's fucked up. Basically, Mahanda is kind of like a stand-in for either South America or even Rwanda. Basically, apart apartheid, you know, slaughter, war, civil wars, yeah. yeah, ethnic cleansing. All the stuff like that. They don't get into detail in this story. That's why I'm kind of confused on what her whole point is. But I'm feeling the blanks and thinking. I'm thinking that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to put this with Rwanda and South America like that. Because what she's doing is she's on, she's asking the United Nations for reparations. She now I want reparations for my country. Because if we need to start the healing now. Because these, she talks about, you know, uh, the slaughters and the genocide that happened in the country like that. And how, you know, it's set back, you know, uh classism has you know destroyed her country and she wants to rebuild her country feel like reparations for those that have been oppressed can do that she realized it's not gonna happen right now but she realized it may happen generation down from the road but if she keeps trying you know it may come to it you know uh the reason sam wilson is here because he's basically like head of security you know he's basically like her her main bodyguard while she's in in america you know 
Uh, so basically, she just asked him what you think about my speech, and he's just like, eh, you know, it, it, it was cool. I don't believe you, you're going to do any of this stuff you said you're going to do. She's like, no, I'm, I'm going to do everything I said. You know, I'm going to uh, make Mohanda, I'm going to make it a political power. I'm going to restore relations with Wakanda. We're going to be better than Wakanda. Uh, we're going to have uh, the best buildings. We're going to have the best arts. Hell, we got rappers too. West, West Africa ain't the only ones that got them, you know. Uh, matter of fact, the stuff with y'all did with Wakanda, where they tried to, you know, invite American, Black Americans down there. Uh, Sam, we can bring your people to her, to our country. And Sam is like, okay, you talking a good game, but yeah, I don't believe anything you're saying, you know. But he's still gonna protect it, you know, stuff like that. So he's asking, you know, Falcon. Still throw me off anytime Sam Wilson act, uh, says Falcon, you know, because he's talking to Falcon, that guy, you know, and he's basically like doing up top, looking lookout, trying to make sure nobody is, you know bombarding stuff like that but that's when they get like a little thing yeah this guy uh starts getting a heart attack and it turns out that guy is her grandfather you know so she realizes what's going on when he falls down gas starts hitting the ground and they realize okay something's not right so sam takes uh the prime minister and flies out of there you know because they know they're under attack so while they're flying out of there and while falcon you know says she had the granddad uh, while they're flying, they get two assassins with jetpacks coming straight for them. So Falcon, you know, does a barrel roll. You know, the barrel roll, you know, but it doesn't knock them out. I guess these guys are better than normal. So they just, they're still in their feet and they're flying at them. So he throws like his shield, you know, he, oh, he does this thing right here. This is pretty cool right here where he like covers her with his wings while they're shooting at him. But while he's covering the wings, he can't fly. So he's falling, you know. But right before he's the ground, you know, he does his little things like this. I thought it was pretty cool. Throws a shield, asking Falcon how he's doing on his end. Falcon's like, okay, the uh, everybody's been evacuated. Uh, the ambulance, the medics are coming to to get the granddad to make sure he's okay. So, but when the medics get there, they stab him in the neck. So apparently, the medics were, you know, not who they say they were. So Falcon's down, and he hears him like he hears the uh, the communication cut off. Then, so he knows Falcon's down. They're like, oh shit, this this is going bad to worse, like real quick. Meanwhile, they do plant something on his on his buddy, and then next thing they know, beep, 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 it blows up. You know, Falcon protects himself with his vibranium wings. However, the prime minister got shrapnel in the neck. Prime minister's down, the man down, man down, and all stuff like that. So, oh, and Falcon's down too. So, yeah. So, Falcon is in a coma. He's been poisoned. They don't have an antidote. They don't know what happened to him. Uh, and the prime minister's DOA. She's dead. So, this whole point of uh protecting him, he can do shit. So, so I'm trying to think what else happened. Oh yeah. So meanwhile, Mahanda, you know, the news reporters they're reporting it to you know to the country that the prime minister has been assassinated, and I guess they love it because the prime minister, you know, crying. I mean, the the news reporters crying, you know. So they really loved her. They thought that she was going to bring like peace and tranquility to the nation, but she was assassinated. And who assassinated her? The White Wolf. <laughs> yes not bucky it's a whole other guy they'll get oh matter of fact the white wolf is from mohanda he's from that country uh-huh. even though he was raised in wakanda so basically it's like he's trying to take over the country you know he's like my plan starts now and the next issue i guess steve rogers son is now sam sidekick i guess that's the next book so yeah so uh i'm sticking with the book I'm digging it you know not the worst thing ever but it's a good good fast read you know uh, it turns out I, I, I looked up the writer. The writer is Nigerian because I kept wondering why are so many of his stories dealing with Africa, and I realized that's why. So that's why he's giving like his own perspective from it. So I'm cool with that. So that's cool. Yeah. 
So, uh, all right. Well, I guess my next book, I'll do Predator number three. You know what? I, I missed number two. I was like, Did number three. Yeah. I was like, mid number three. I didn't even read the second one. So I had to go get the second <laughs> one. But damn, I missed the second one. <laughs> I wonder what was going on there. We must have been something crazy going on that week. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I just didn't know. I didn't know it came out. I was like, oh, the new Predator, number three, number three. And I was like, damn, I didn't, I got to get, so I had to get the second one too <laughs> um, to catch up. So, so Predator, this is the, the Marvel, Marvel has the rights to Predator now, no longer Dark Horse. Um, it's Marvel Predator. Um, and this deals with this girl named Theta. Her, her parents were killed by a Predator and she's basically made in her life's mission to hunt down the predator that killed her family. So she flies around the galaxy, killing predators, taking their tech, learning how to use their tech, finding out their hunting grounds and where are where, everywhere they hunt. And she goes after looking for the predator that killed her parents. Um, and so basically she goes to this, uh, she got kind of crash lands on this, one like ice planet um her ship needs fuel and supplies while she's there um a predator attacks and kills some like people that that are at this outpost um and she's also a fugitive she's kind of wanted by the government or whatever by the you know the space alliance or whatever so she 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 has to like lay low under the radar so she doesn't get you know she's 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 an outlaw space outlaw kind of laying low um, so she, she crash lands and she's on this planet. She's trying to ray find supply. This, this issue is just basically her trying to find supplies. There's an action scene where she fights a predator, um, in the beginning, um, pretty cool action scene. She does escape the predator. Um, it's in the ice. She doesn't have any weapons on her. She kind of has to use her wits about her and, uh, basically turns the, um, turns the engine on the fucking pred, like the, the jet blast, like. Uh, blows the predator away and then she kind of takes off um but this book is ba- this issue is basically her gathering supplies for her ship and she has to leave she's got because the ships are coming it's an outpost they're on their way she doesn't want to get caught she doesn't want to get arrested so she's about to take off but then the ships show up and they're not government ships they're predator ships and they start Ouch. shooting at her because oh shit they're predator ships and that's where it says to be continued so um, this is okay. Like I said, it had a really uh, cool beginning. It was like a fight scene with her and the Predator. But then after that, it's just her gathering supplies for the rest of the issue. Um, and then the little twist at the end, the Predator ships show up. Uh, so I'm digging the covers. Reminded me of a uh, Concrete Jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art's cool. Like they're they're putting all the cool artists on this thing. Yeah, both Alien and Predator, it's like they put their best guys, more put their best guys on there. Yeah. Star Wars yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is what, Ed, Ed Brisson? Mm-hmm. Ed, Ed Brisson's writing, Ken Walker's doing the art, Frank D'Armada, D'Armada is on uh, the colors, Clayton Cowles is on the letters. Can't forget the letters. <laughs> <laughs> Who said it? Comic Cast or this gets you coming? I remember somebody used to love Clayton Cowles. Yeah, like the letters. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I, 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 I've, uh, me starting to write my books and stuff. Um, I'm starting to realize, you know, the importance of lettering. You know, uh, it's a, it's like, an art form. It's yeah, art. You know, um, like sometimes. 
I wish I could have edited. I didn't like back to my book, A Howl, which is available now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wish I could have edited a little bit because I felt like, oh crap, my letters are covering up all this cool art. All my all my words are covering up this cool art. I wish I. Oh, okay, Tennessee Coates. Let me let me go (laughs) into my monologue. Yeah, I wasn't trying to. Yeah, this ain't a Deadpool comic. This is. Uh, so yeah, so letters are important. <laughs> Shout out to all the letters in comics. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so next book I'm going to do is uh, well, my last book I'm going to do is Deceased, uh, Rise of the Undead or Undead Gods or whatever it is. I can't remember what it is. Um, yeah, I guess so. This is this is my contribution, my one contribution I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah, scary uh, stories by Leroy. <laughs> right. Ooh. Uh so yes, you see the cover Supergirl versus Superman. That does not happen in this book. So yeah, let's move on. Um yeah. Basically the book goes on. What we have here is the Rand Thanagar War. I'm not gonna explain it. It's an old DC thing, uh, but it's a thing. Uh Adam Strange is doing his thing, fighting evil hawk people and shit like that. He goes see his family. He's like, I miss you. But he knows he's fading his way because basically the Zeta Beam is wearing off. So when the Zeta Beam wears off, he goes back to Earth. He's like, okay, it's okay. When the, when the Zeta Beam pops back on Earth, I'll be back. That's his whole thing, you know. So, yeah. So, he's back on Earth. But that's when the zombies have taken over shit like this. He's like, what the fuck happened to Gotham? You know. Uh, he's like, go find me a Zeta Beam. So, he goes to find a Zeta Beam, looks around, sees everything screwed up, sees Wonder Woman. Like, okay, Wonder Woman. Let's go ask Wonder Woman see what's going on. Hey, Wonder Woman, what's going on? And, but Wonder Woman is a zombie. <laughs> you know so attacks him and affects him and now he's a zombie and shit like that so yeah uh meanwhile he finds the zeta beam two weeks later but he's a zombie <laughs> so he infects the whole planet of rain and i'm strange a zombie yeah because wonder woman infected him oh so when he went so when he teleported back to his his family now he's a zombie on another planet so now he's infecting the whole planet and two races, both the Rainians and the Thanagarians. So they're all screwed. Uh, meanwhile, the, at this bar, uh, and they never explain who this guy is, but I think, I think that's Space Cabby. But Space Cabby is so obscure, I don't even think Tom Taylor would touch this guy. But whoever. Anyway, he's like, I'm looking for warriors to fight this battle. Noble warriors. He's like, how much does it pay? He's like, not you. You don't fit the, you don't fit the description. And everybody's like, oh, shit. No, he didn't just say that, did he? So apparently he said it to Lobo. He's like, what the fuck you say to me? You know, when you say like Bastich and all that shit like that. He's like, oh, I didn't mean to disrespect you, you know. Uh, but meanwhile, that's when the Thanagarian ship of, uh, comes to that bar because all the Thanagarians are zombies now because Adam Strange infected the whole damn planet. So now they're coming to eat everybody and infect everybody. So they just take over the bar and shit like that. Lobo's like, what the fuck, you know uh and they killed this bartender he's like hey you just you just killed my bartender you know so they scratched lobo and then the zombie just like you didn't turn he was like oh i i do turn i can turn and turn and keep turning <laughs> until <laughs> pop <laughs> he says pop that's why you need letters pop <laughs> you know <laughs> so he popped the hawk man's head off you know he's like uh and then he takes the hawk person's wings so now Lobo is a hawk person because <laughs> it's just wings. He can just put on, just fly. So he just <laughs> takes the wings. He sees all the Thanagarians flying outside. So he just flies right into the Thanagarian ship, destroys that shit, kills everybody on the ship. 
you know, and it falls to the ground. And he just walks out, you know. And he's like, oh, and, and I like I said, maybe Space Cabin, maybe not Space Cabin. He's like, damn, you are a great warrior. He's like, you the fuck you mean I am a great warrior. So let's talk turkey. So basically, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be a warrior for a price. Because like I said, he's a bounty hunter, you know. Meanwhile, we go to uh, Themyscira with Wonder Woman's funeral. Uh, Artemis and, you know, Ali shoot an arrow, you know, to memorate her and all this shit like that, you know. Uh, meanwhile, Ares is there. Like, this is such a beautiful uh, funeral. They're like, Ares, what the fuck you doing here? So everybody's like, oh, here. Yeah. He's like, no, chill, chill. I'm not here. I'm not here to fight anybody. You know, I came to talk. So apparently he came to talk and he teleports them all to the Hall of Gods. He's basically saying, look, we got a battle coming that everybody has to be ready for, including you, Ali. Uh, grab the bow of Apollo. He's like, eh, the weight's kind of off on it. He's like, motherfucker, that's the bow of Apollo. That's the God's arrow. You're like, yeah, but the weight's off. They're like, well, do what you need to do to tweak it. So he's like, look, that we got a war coming. He's like, we just fought a war. He's like, that thing you fought was a slaughter. No, we have a war coming. And I'm not even talking about dark side. We got shit way worse than dark side coming. Uh, and I'm going to show you. And he pulls this book that shows him basically the end of the universe that's coming. Like this thing is coming that's going to eat everything. And the name of the, the being that's coming to kill them is named, I'm just going to cut to the end, Erebos. To be continued. So, yeah, Erebos is coming. Whoever yeah. that is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad motherfucker, whoever he is. So, yeah, I don't know who he is. So, yeah. So it was like a, a, a low week for the story. Like I said, issue three out of eight issues. So, you know, you're going to have some of the issues sometimes. So, yeah. So uh, what you got next? All right. My last book, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Number, what is this? Four? Four? I, believe. I think. Yeah. yeah. This was a new arc or start of a new run. This is the Game of Rings. Ding, 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 ding. So basically, he gets uh, uh, Shang Chi just gets um, called into this tournament, another dimension, um, where the he's got he's now the possessor of the ten rings, um, these powerful weapons. We saw them in the movie. Um, he has control of them now, but these like lion demons show up, like yo, it's time to, for the games to start. We need to find a worthy user. For the ten rings, and he's like, "I'm Shang Chi, the master of kung fu, man. I I earned, I fought and earned these rings. I know, but you're not using them. You're afraid to use them. You're afraid to use the, them to their full power." Before you finish the story, I'm looking at this cover. So, does Jeffrey the Land Shark show up in the story? No. Okay, so make sure. No. Okay. No, this is just a variant. I thought it was okay. cute because because I had Jeff the Land Shark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. These demons show up like these, like lion demons. Like we're you, you need to fight for these for the ten rings because you're not using them to their fullest extent. And um, they basically go around and collect a bunch of old Shang Chi enemies from history. We and razor fist. And... Yes, razor fist. Did you read this? I didn't. But oh, you started. Okay. I was just naming off people. <laughs> yeah, the weapons masters in this. Lady Iron Fan, Razor Fist. Uh, talk, he's a wrestler, ghost maker. I think I remember the guy. Talk, he's a sumo. What about that? Was a dude named Velcro? Not Velcro, uh, somebody dark strider, ghost maker, 
Red Cannon, and Tiger Claw. Tiger Claw, okay, yeah, Tiger Claw used to fuck people up, yeah. Yeah. Deathstalker, his, Deathstalker was in there? Yeah, Darkstalker, what is that what name is? Dark Strider. Oh, okay. And then... um. Yeah, Shang-Chi doesn't get enough credit for his rose gallery. He actually has a pretty impressive rose gallery. And uh, what's her name? Leku Wu? Leku Wu, okay, that's CIA yeah. spy. Yeah. yeah, she's possessed by that. In the last issue, she got possessed by that demon worm thing. Um, who's now con- being controlled by the, yeah were they the 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 desolation worm I believe it's called and she's being okay. possessed by that thing and she says you give me the rings and I will I will uh, like I will rule all and all that she says oh well, you can enter the tournament and they, you can be the final boss basically so basically this is just the end they're, they're gathering all these you know these fighters for a mortal combat for the ten rings. Um, and one of Shang Chi's old friends. What's the guy's name again? I can't remember his head. Uh, he's like an assassin, like a hitman. Uh, you, you know, you know what's Shen, funny? Shen you know what's Kui. Fun- Shen Kui. Kui. That sounds. That sounds familiar. Shen did he? Did he call? Did he have like a cat tattoo on his chest? Uh, he's dressed in a suit. He's like a. He looks like Chow Yun Fat, like the killer. He's all in a trench coat. He's like. He looks like a, like a Hong Kong. You know, shoot him up, hard boiled type of dude. Sounds like, like the cat. It sounds like the cat. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what. Yeah, that might be him. Um, because there's a scene. There is a scene with him. Yeah, because basically where, in the in the comic, like the comic I read, him and Shang Chi fought each other, but like neither one of them could win. Like they he they just as good as him. He's like the only dude in the book that could hang with him like that. Yeah, the cat. That's his name. The cat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they they he never beat him. Yeah, and they're, and they're like friends there. They're like colleagues or sort of friendly, uh, you know, friendly competition, I guess. And they said, we bet, well, let's team up. You know, we'll fight each other at the end, but let's team up and beat the shit out of all these motherfuckers first. Okay, so but I hope, they, I hope they do bring it up in his story that Shang-Chi never beat that guy before. Okay, yeah. But he used guns. I mean, he's looked like, like I said, he's got a long black trench coat. He's using the dual... Fucking forty five. Okay, that's that's a new thing. He never used guns before, but what? Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Do, and, do what you um, want. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is pretty cool. You know, it's just the start of a tournament. There's plenty of action. It's like you know, Mortal Kombat, Game of Death, you know, Street Fighter, whatever. It's a tournament. Yeah. You know, funny they, thing about it, when uh Shang Chi, like when the movie was first announced, that the what you reading was the plot that I heard it was going to be, like a like so, a Enter the Dragon type of thing. Pretty much. They said it's just going to be Marvel's version of Ender Dragon. It was going to be like Ender Dragon, but like all the tournaments are going to be like low-level, like Marvel C-list villains and shit. Okay. You know, like all martial arts and shit. So that's what they were going with. And it sounds like that's what he's doing. He's just using the, the first draft of the Shang-Chi movie. Yeah. Which I'm cool with that, you know. Yeah. But this was fun. Four out of five. Yeah. And basically Mandarin was going to be like like M. Bison, Shang-Chun, some shit like that, you know. Okay. <laughs> like the run of the tournament. But really he was just using it to you know, drug peddling and shit, you know, so yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm booked out. I'm gonna get caught up on Shang-Chi. You know, I'm, I'm gonna get caught up on it. Uh, I'm booked out. Next week will still be October. It's a long month. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the end of October, but it'll still be October, so yeah. So we'll go in there. Uh, don't know what's happening next week, but we'll, I'm pretty sure something will happen. Uh, next week will be Steam, Steam sales. Everybody get ready. You're gonna be broke. I'll be broke. So yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.